are listening to NAGP Resurrection, the show where we talk about the gaming news of the week, and then we discuss a topic. Tonight, we're going to be talking all about arcades. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much, I guess, anything, everything about him, and we'll see where that goes. Now that we do game recommendations and final thoughts, I'm your host, Joseph Burchette, and with me, I have Lionel. I am ashamed. Jumbo Cables. And we have Mike. Hi. I just want to take a moment. Today is March 24th, 2016. Uh, today is the day that a great star was snuffed out. Gary Shandling is dead. Mm. Hey, Elytra. Yeah, it's not fun. No, but the thing is, the, the, the funny thing is, is... Basically, anytime you would insert Gary Shandling into any situation, it was funny. You didn't even have to say anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of torn on this whole him dying thing. Hmm. He's dead, but at the same time, I'm having Gary Shandling shoved in my face. <laughs> and it's funny. Just popping up everywhere, yeah. But, you know, I think he would have liked that. Yeah. He's just... yeah. You know, I watched a little bit of Gary Shandling on YouTube today. Watched that Freaks and Geeks clip. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's impossible to not watch The Winter Soldier and then halfway through be like, it's Gary Shandling. <laughs> and then laugh. <laughs> yeah. I want to dedicate this episode to Gary Shandling. All right. Wherever you are. Yeah. Makes me kind of sad as well. There's so many great people passing away lately. I mean, like a week ago, Frank Sinatra Jr. also passed away. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, he, he... was great. Yeah, I mean, just, he was, his voice was almost as great as his father's, so... Yeah, man. That stuff he did on Family Guy with Seth MacFarlane oh, is so great. great. It's a great episode. It really is. Man, you shall be missed. What's going on, yeah. man? It's all this death. Damn. So much yeah. Death. Well, we're hitting that point where we're in the digital age, mm. and all the people who've made names for themselves before it are now old enough that they're all dying. And mm. so now we hear about everyone who's notable dying as soon as it happens. Yeah. Uh, always- because. A hundred years ago, no one would, you know, there was only like five famous people. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, man. It's, I start to get, start to like worry what's going to happen with like Miyamoto. I mean, he's not a, he's not young. He's, he's old. He's he's not that old. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's getting, it's (laughs) coming. He's looked old forever. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's happening. And Uh, Mike, I think I can add him to the list. Mm. I think I can add him to the never been young list. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I've seen pictures of him young. Mm. Yeah. And Kojima's a lot older than I thought he was. I th- he looks so oh, yeah. young. He, looks so he just young. turned 50. Yeah, he looks way younger. Mm. Well, he aged about <laughs> 10 years after the Konami thing happened. You look at pictures before and after. Uh, yeah. It's true. like he had a served a term as president. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Let's enough death. Let's kind of get a little bit more cheerful. 
about things and to kind of mix it up a bit. I don't know how cheerful this is going to be, but in our first lovely story here, the Tamagotchi that was my adventure beat. Tamagotchi des- designer strikes again with Jumo Infinite in- Infinite Arms by Toy Game. God, that was that just those words should not come out right. Basically, it's kind of like, basically what I wanted as a child is yeah. now finally come to life. Yeah, they're jump. They're gonna they're making their new uh, game company. Is they're trying to do the whole thing with Nintendo's doing with Amiibos now with Skylander, where you have these toys that kind of sync up with the game and they unlock things for you and um, they're different because they're using robots and what they're trying, what they're saying, what they're trying to do is they're calling it, what, what did they have in this article? They gave it a name for what exactly, uh, toys, toys to life. I think that's what they're calling it. The whole idea. Yeah. It's a toys to life, the toys to life category. Essentially you buy the robot and you buy all the pieces like his armor and his guns and stuff. And, and as you buy more stuff, it unlocks in the game. So and to kind of keep up with um, the changes in the, in the actual game itself, they ended up patenting this new process that will like that lets the, gets the the stuff manufactured way faster than usual, so they can start producing things a lot qu- more quicker to get stuff out. So every time like you get an update in the game, maybe instead of taking like a month or so, the new robot or the new creature or whatever will come out maybe like in like a week or something. So. Anyway, yeah, there's interesting uh, element to this too, in the sense that um, basically all the the physical elements to this, everything is limited edition. Like they'll yeah. pump things out in season, so there's the potential for like a rare item to be a legit rare item. Yeah, and what's neat about that is that when you uh, we order stuff from Amazon, they're saying you have a chance to get a spec to get the rare item, like some sort of gold like version of it or something. Yeah. So it's like it's something, like, yeah. It's like with the playing, you know, with we playing like the cards, and you get the the special like holographic, what holographic, but the. So, I want I want the 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 listeners out there think about things you saw as a kid. Think about a show like Yu Gi Oh or Pokemon or Beyblade, specifically something like Beyblade, where it's like there's this physical element you mess with, and then you take it out, and you battle it with other people, like like this is it. Yeah. This is basically your childhood or some aspect of your childhood come to life. Yeah. What I would have loved for that, that to have this sort of thing as a kid, if they would have done it with Metabots, because Metabots was all about... Exactly, Metabots, yeah. yeah. It was all about customizing your own personal robot, and that's just... Ugh. This is almost Metabots, pretty much. Yeah, God, I mean, I'm sure... <laughs> We would have been broke because I just wouldn't stop whining and complaining about wanting the the latest piece for the my robot. But man, it just would have been so much fun. And this is this is like the perfect thing to trade with your friends, like in elementary school on the playground. Uh, you you have you buy the latest gun or something, and then you trade it with one like for another weapon or another piece of the robot with your other friends. God, that just that would have been so great. And I'm guessing that's what they want to try and do here. Yeah, because there's not only just like a, a deathmatch thing, there's various rankings, including team battles. Like, yeah. There's like a three system there. So you can like like meet up with y- your friends on the playground, <laughs> plan out your move for the next battle, set up the sleepover, yeah. <laughs> and spend like the whole Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> Man. Tearing ass all over the internet. Yeah, that would have been, been amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, and it differs greatly from what we have now with the amiibos and the Skylander figures. I mean, they're just they're just statues. That's all they are. You can't really do much with them. I mean, they store a little bit of data on them and whatever, but you can't really customize them. You can't really do much else with them. So it, this is this is definitely a meeting of like an attempt to make uh, the childhoods of now meet with each. Basically, today's children meet with the childhoods of their parents. Yeah, because they they made mention of saying that uh that. Kids are playing with toys less now that they have all this technology. Like they'll, when they grow up, instead of like around the ages of eight or so, they're not just playing with toys anymore. They have like an iPad. They have an, you know, some sort of uh, with mobile apps. And yeah. So, games and all that stuff. but they, but they want to bring back the whole idea of kids playing with toys, but also make sure that it's staying up to date and it's kind of with the latest technology. Well, so, introducing a visceral element. Yeah. is nice and maybe like the first step towards like uh, getting uh, kids and the parents who let their cell phones watch them like outdoors and interacting and all that stuff. Not to say that you can't binge on games. You just want to do more than that. Definitely. Uh, is, this, is this your thing, Mike? Or would you ever buy something like this? No. All right. All right, cool. This of definitely course. seems like a Lionel thing. A Lionel whole, thing. Whole, I pre-registered. <laughs> the, the whole time I was reading this article, I was just like, "Damn, is capitalism a good thing or not?" <laughs> I mean, of course they're doing all this for the money, man. That's, I mean, because they know kids are going to buy this stuff. Like, well, their parents are going to buy it like crazy. So. <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of of the fucking the comic book bubble that popped in the 90s you know mm. when they put all this collector shit out that wasn't really worth shit and they saturated the the market and it's i don't know it's it, the whole thing just seems it's not anything new but it seems grimy like they've planned this out far in advance to every little nook and cranny to be able to make money off of this, uh, squeeze every little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, you can play it for free if you want to. Just out there. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. It was a long article and it went into details about their business plan. And it's just, it just made me think about, a capitalist society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, it's money is definitely the fact yeah, that's the hugest reason why they're doing this, but I mean, it is grimy. <laughs> I mean, the way they've set thanks, this thanks the, for injecting adulthood into my childhood. <laughs> I mean, life. I really needed that. I mean, the, the reason why they, they know, they know that kids are going to want this bad and making it free. It's just, it's, you know, that's just going to make it even easier to get them to want to purchase the stuff because they right. know they're going to have to have it. And that's the probably, <laughs> that's why it's free to play is because oh, yeah. they can get it into the hands of kids and kids <laughs> will then beg their parents to buy them the toys and buy them the in-app purchases and order them the weapons and no, I got to have this limited edition weapon. And I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Next article is by uh, Kotaku. 
rumored NX photos show a controller without buttons. I mean, this was something they pulled off a guy from uh, images from Reddit. So I mean, take this with a grain of salt. But uh, I mean, it looks basically the controller. The big deal here is that it has it's got two little joystick nub things, but it has no buttons on it at all. And little nubbins. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I, this obviously said the guy on in Reddit was saying this is for the controller for the dev kits that were being handed out to people to get ready for it. But I would imagine it's all probably a touch. If this is real, but who who knows that it's probably just a lot. Of, it's touch interact. Uh, you're interacting with touch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I mean, they know that everyone is so used to touch that it'd be kind of dumb not to have it. So, I mean, what do you guys think? Do you guys think this is something that is could be similar to what the control would be for that X or no? How about you, Mike? What do you think? Mm, well, I think I saw a couple more articles that were corroborating it a little bit. Mm. They were saying that it might be real. Um, as far as this thing, it's still kind of a rumor at this point, but if that's it, uh, the football shaped controller. Um, sure, why not? Nintendo has made stupider shit in the past, and people have made it work. Um, yeah, I guess the the consensus is everybody thinks it's going to be a handheld that works with a console. So I'm actually. When I was reading that, I was just thinking to myself, well, maybe this will be the one, you know? Hmm. Maybe this will be the one that gets me back into Nintendo. Because I have had a little bit of uh, cravings lately to go back to just some classic platforming shit, you know? Hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's been a long time since I've played like Ocarina of Time and all that uh that stuff so i know but i don't know i don't know if i'll care maybe this will be the one well um i'm curious when did you drop off you said zelda six uh, zelda 64 did you drop off at the 64 or did you play the gamecube or when, when did you just stop caring i mean i fucked around a little bit with the gamecube hmm. but at other people's houses, I never bought it. Uh, so after, basically after N64, I was... Pretty much done. S- yeah, pretty much done. And I used to have a rule back in the day where I would... There would have to be five uh, games on a console for me to really want before I would buy it. Uh, and Xbox hit that mark, and I bought one. Um, and... GameCube never really did. They would have some good games, but then they would get ported. Yeah. And, and at that point, yeah. I didn't really care about... Um, I think I was excited about Twilight Princess, and then it was like, oh, he turns into a werewolf, and I was it sounds like a fucking stupid-ass game. It just give me more Ocarina of Time. So I never really got into it. Yeah, it's funny, too, because that's... Uh, Twilight Princess, that is the most... <laughs> agonizing part of that game is when you turn to that stupid ass wolf 
So that's just that's like the mm. worst part of the game. And you do it a lot. Sort of like the werehog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So I mean it's the Twilight Princess is a really good game. It's just those those parts when you're a wolf, it's just so unnecessary. <laughs> so very unnecessary. Yeah. Mm. Uh Lionel, how about you? What do you think of this controller? Uh uh, I don't know. I don't really have any strong feelings about it one way or another. I want to wait till I see some second games, some videos, some videos. some of this thing in motion. You know. Wow. Yeah, the football does look weird, but so does the GameCube controller. Yeah, I mean, the two sticks on each side with the screen in the middle and no buttons. Um, I guess with that design, it's probably easy to get your thumbs over the the touchpad mm. to hit fake buttons. So I don't know. Mm. We'll see. We'll see if this is even real or not. Yeah, I mean, the guy did just put an. Ep- he just kept saying that it's just it is for the dev kit, so it could be look completely different when they finally do show it, but. We'll see. Well, I could not be real too, but I guess we have to wait till July. Right. Yep. Yep. Probably a little sooner. Something real will get leaked. Yeah. So, and this next article by Game Informer, uh, <laughs> it was addressing a, a comment about Nintendo saying that the Wii U production was going to stop in 2016, and then apparently they, uh, what was it? Was it from Nintendo Japan? Uh, April 1st. A while was considering. Completely. Uh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think here. What is it? So in the article, there was a comment that was supposedly made by Nintendo saying that they were going to stop production of the Wii U. Completely oh right, in 2016. yes, this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah. But then there was a update to that saying that I think it was Nintendo Japan. Was it Nintendo Japan? Mm, no, I think they it was- said something about. Well, they said they were going to continue to support it through fiscal year, uh, the end of their fiscal year. Yeah, uh, which ends in like April. Right. So, uh, but they 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 said that's what their plans. They didn't say that they were going to uh, stop producing it. Right. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So, but it was interesting that they. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> that was the report from Japan. But it was interesting that when they asked Nintendo of America, they were saying uh, that they weren't going to discontinue it, but that they were going to possibly reveal more information about the NX either uh, at E3 or before E3. So, I mean, it. so obviously they are going to be showing some a lot of new details about it at this E3, which is good. That means we'll finally get to know more information. Yeah. Who knows, though? Hopefully it'll be good. I mean... It's chalk it up to another, you know, Nintendo, blessed their hearts, uh, are never wants to shy away from innovating. Mm. Um, but when you play that game, we all know that the missteps that we've seen over the years, uh, you know, we was profitable, but they ran that into the ground. Um, they just they completely lost the trust of our hardcore audience by doing that. Um, and they lost their third parties. <laughs> um, and you know, virtual boy, tons of shit. I mean, 
the Wii Vitality sensor. So all this stuff. And now here's this thing, the Wii U. Too little, too late. No one cared. It's done. Yeah. And what was a shame is that they couldn't even make the gamepad work well with their with their own games. So they, <laughs> I mean, that didn't help much. I mean, that was the big thing that they were talking about, and it, it, it just that even fell through. And now Star Fox, which is coming out, uh, I think later this year, is going to be using the gamepad heavily. But I mean, but why? I mean, why are you now trying to make it work when this is like at the very end of its life cycle? Pretty much, it's just. I don't know. Uh, there was, yeah. They probably couldn't scrap it in a way to. They could probably couldn't retool it for the new console. It was probably like too far into development, I guess. I, I suppose, but I mean, they were making us. Uh, so in the new Star Fox game, in order to uh, move the the ship around, you have to use the gamepad. So you like kind of tilt the gamepad. Which is just an off. I hate doing that as a controller. Yeah, that's too gimmicky. Yeah. Especially, especially when the controls in the Star Fox game were so good. Yeah. I mean, it's, they forced you to do it in Splatoon, but you can turn it off. So I don't know why they didn't give that option in Star Fox. So it's almost like they were. Have they said they're not? Yes, they have. They have said that you cannot turn mm. it off. That is the way you are going to control the game. But yeah, so. I wish they just give the option to just turn it off like in Splatoon, but what are you going to do? All right. Um, all right. Let's okay. move on to the next one here. Next. Next, next, next. Bit of a downer. Fifth Cell confirms layoffs after it cancels Scribblenauts project. So uh, on fig.co, that's the Fifth Cell was trying to crowdfund the latest Scribblenauts game, but it just didn't make it. Apparently, people didn't want enough. And because of that, I they just... They're having. I didn't even fucking hear about it. What was that? I said I didn't even hear about it. Hear about them the layoffs or hear about their Kickstarter? Yeah, it failed. They had to. It closed it down. Seems like should have promoted it better. Yeah, that's probably (laughs) why. Usually, I I would. Usually, I would hear about something like that. They're a pretty big studio. Yeah, I mean, it was up for thirty days. Oh man, that's awful. See, uh, Lionel, did you hear about it at all? It was a new Scribblenauts game. Nope. Oh man. Nope. Not at all. Wow, that's not good. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Weird. Yeah. So they they had a whole month. They came close to it, but it just it just fell short. Uh, damn. Really? You guys didn't hear anything about it? No. Did you hear about it? Yeah, I did. I was keeping track of it when it came out. And did you donate it? I did not because I'm not a big Scribblenauts fan. So I did the game well, didn't really appeal to me. You just cost 45 people their jobs, Joe. You just I knew that you were going to say that. You just laying it on yeah. thick. Uh, I feel bad. I mean, there's they were <clears throat> their total staff was like a hundred and a little over a hundred people. So that's almost half. So that's that sucks. <laughs> well, uh, the geez, game development studio is half full. It's yeah. all in your perspective. <laughs> It's a, it's a nice way to think about it. Yeah, so there you go. Tell that to the guy that's got to figure out how to feed his kids. Mm, yeah. Uh, he doesn't like falafel. <laughs> I love me some falafel, man. That shit is good. I've never had it. So good. Mm, some baklava right after that. Baklava is good as hell. I love baklava. That's a dessert, right? Yeah, it's very sweet. Yep. <laughs> Ugh, I want dessert now. Baklava, nuts in it. It's oh, so good. Honey drizzled. 
Oh, <sighs> anyway, Fifth Cell, all the people who got laid off, I wish them well, because I'm sure they're very talented people, so... Oof. That's still, still a huge loss, though. All right, what we got next here? Oh, yay, more Nintendo news. Shutting down streamers. What's what's streamer? Not shutting down the streamers. Oh god. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. God. Nintendo deletes all the popular streamers Super Mario Maker levels without explanation. And that was by the uh, informer. Uh, uh, yeah. Let me ice. Let me say this again. This is what happened. Uh, so this guy makes his living off of streaming. Mario Maker shit. I see the Patreon or whatever the fuck. Mm. And so he signed in one day and all his levels were gone. And this was just on the verge of him about to do like a long streaming thing for charity as well. Uh, and he mm. contacted Nintendo and they said, we don't know. They said that we we'll don't know why it got t- taken down. Well, he was marked as a cheater. Mm, no. Yeah, it is. and that's well, what he said. No, he, I think he was. He was. No, he was saying like this no. is like this happens to people who are cheaters. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they said uh, this is what typically. Yeah, the, he said the lady said this typically happens to cheaters, but mm-hmm. you haven't been marked as a cheater, and we don't know why it's down. So, yeah, uh, who knows what happened here? It could be a glitch or something. Maybe he accidentally fucked up himself or something, but uh, or Nintendo could just be you know fucking around like they usually do. Didn't they do stuff similar to this a long time? I can't remember. Yeah, they've gone after YouTubers before about using gameplay footage and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah. yeah. Maybe uh, some of his levels in the video he was saying had the word poop in it, so maybe accidentally it got marked. I, I don't know. That can't poop. Come on. Now. Well, Nintendo, who knows? <laughs> it's just poop. <laughs> if poop gets marked, there's a lot. Well, that could explain if, like, there's a whole lot of people getting taken down. Yeah, like, I'm going to get true. kicked off really Tomo real fast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Poop is not. Not as bad as other words, so... Everybody does it, Joe. There's a book on that. I remember reading that book. Everybody poops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel bad for him, especially since he was going to do that charity event. That really sucks a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is pretty bad. You're fucking up, Nintendo. Just mm-hmm. it's gonna, you're going to be streaming a 24-hour J.O. sesh instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Oh, Nintendo, pull your cocks out of your respective asses. Well, that's pretty much with that story. It sucks. Alright, this next one, I like a lot. This one made Joe giddy inside by Kotaku. Sources say Sony is working on a PlayStation 4.5. That's Mm. neat, because I remember we had a discussion about the whole upgrading thing with the Xbox, so... This is kind of hinting yeah. more at that sort of thing, which is awesome. P. Clep. P. Clep wrote this. P. Clep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see who gets this idea out to the market first. Mm. 
So in the article, they're saying the main things that they would be upgrading is the GPU and giving support for 4K. So, which I don't think anyone really has a 4K TV yet, but they're getting prepared for it, which is cool. Well, so, some people do. I, I think they're actually doing this, but I get the sense that they are. Uh, they're trying to bridge a, a gap a little bit between the PC and the and the console gamer. Uh, I think going appealing to more high end stuff is maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe not. But yeah, 4K. Whoop de fucking do. Well, it's not exact. It's not exactly the same thing that we were talking about with Microsoft, which he also came out like Phil Spencer came out and said something different. He's like, oh, you know, like maybe I spoke too soon or, or something. But uh, with this, it seems like it would just be another skew, like a. a a higher performing skew rather than what we were talking about last week. Yeah. An actual upgrade to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, it's like a PC at that point, just another high end skew for your, for the hardcore people to buy and, and love and all that good stuff. So that's smart. Yeah, but the, the bigger questions that the article does ask is if they do this, does it push out, because uh, this isn't really anything new. Like, Xbox did this a lot with the 360. Mm. Um, you know, releasing, you know, bigger hard drives, more bundles, and they had different SKUs and shit. But um, it'll be interesting to see if this comes out and it pushes the, uh, the current price down for the standard PS4s. Isn't that what they did with the Xbox? The the more different SKUs they started releasing, the price started to steadily kind of go down. Yep, for the lower SKUs, yeah, yes. Which is exciting, because I, I can fucking afford it. <laughs> they did that. Yay. Yeah. As well. Yeah. This is all Gaming good news, for though. the impoverished. <laughs> this is all good news. This this is why this article made me happy. Um, cool. It's not all good news. What's bad about it? Well, you're going to put out a more powerful version of your console that opens the door to potentially games that can only run on that, and then you segment your market ah, unless they're smart about it. I didn't even think about that. Ah, great. Now you just made it bad news. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. And we're back well, to the Well, if they go that route, they're fucking stupid. No, that's just... That's, uh, I don't know if I'd go that much. I I kind of doubt that. It's really up to the the publishers to uh, make it so that their games run on both, Mm. uh, which should be hard, really, especially if the only thing that's going to be different is the resolution. Yeah. I mean, they already had a... I don't even know if there's... Still, wait, no. The, the PS2 is not still around again, is it? No, that, that's been discontinued. No. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of games that... Well, not a lot of them. Like, some games are made for, the, like, the PS3, and then they're made for the... Well, I don't want that to happen. Hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, we'll see what happens. All right. Okay, so next article. <sighs> By Game Informer, Pokemon Company reveals gameplay details for Pokemon Go. 
the the next mobile game that Nintendo is putting out for Pokemon, and they just finally uh. gave some more details on how it works. Which uh, I was actually kind of really puzzled on a lot of aspects of it. Like, how do you battle? How do you catch things? And apparently, everything is based off of how well you throw the ball at the Pokemon. So it's not it's not the traditional where you encounter one, you fight it, wear it down, and throw the ball at it and capture it. Essentially, if you throw the ball at it just right, then you'll catch it. If you don't do it well enough, then you won't catch it. And the way and the way you kind of evolve them is the more of that type of Pokemon you catch and uh, gives it more experience, and then they'll start to evolve. So it's a little... This is fucking stupid. It's, it's a little weird. <laughs> and their, um, their way for kind of having the social element, uh, I thought this was kind of cool. There are gyms that are placed all over uh, the map in certain locations, and they're groups of people. You can be a part of either three different types of gyms, and everyone kind of groups to either uh, one of those three. They're basically just teams. And then you can go battle each other. There's still no details on how you battled yet, but that's kind of like a, a big thing where you'll kind of just every have events every week or something where you just kind of battle all these other gyms, which is, I like that idea, but I really need to see the execution. So yeah, th- this is, this is hinging on the battle system for me now because the capture thing. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, Cox out of asses, Nintendo. Yeah, the, the article Ugh. didn't show the. Why don't you like it? It's just. It, it, uh, uh, spamming squirtles. It's like, yeah, I need to evolve. Let me go, like, hang out outside and, like, push the throw button at, like, 15 squirtles. And. It, uh, yeah. just, uh, it's dumb. It's different. I mean. There's um, another there's another article that shows a video that someone uh, took of it playing the game, and uh, it looks it looks okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'm definitely gonna download it. I believe it's free. You don't have to pay for it. So I mean, I'm not you know you're not losing anything by trying it. And it's on Android and iOS, so I, yeah. I think it's worth giving a shot. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know about that either. Like mm. Trying to having to catch multiples. Uh, but it depends on how many are going to be in one spot. Uh, I don't know if that was the solution to having to battle mm. Pokemon in the street. <laughs> uh, you know, for like stand there for five minutes. Well, that probably wouldn't have worked either. But uh, yeah, I think the focus should probably be more on fighting other people that's what everybody wanted people just wanted to be able to be a pokemon trainer catch shit and then mm. fight other people with what you caught that's it that's all they gotta yeah, do exactly yeah and um now this makes it i understand why they're doing this because i because i probably want you to explore and whatever but let's just say going back to the squirtle example you wanted to find a squirtle well you actually have to go near a body of water to catch a squirtle so you actually have to go to certain areas that fit the type of that Pokemon or to catch that Pokemon. Yeah. So wait, wait, where I am, it rains almost constantly. Does that mean Squirtles are going to be everywhere? It doesn't read the weather. You have to be near a bot. Like you have to go near a pond or near the ocean or somewhere where there's some water in order to catch a Squirtle or any other type. Yeah. What about my bathtubs? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? 
What about my sink when I'm doing the dishes? I think you can wash your Squirtle in your bathtub. Do what they did in Fire Emblem. Give it a nice little uh, stroking. (laughs) Maybe maybe my my Squirtle will get like its ass kicked really hard in the battle and have to sleep in a bathtub for a week. Like uh, (laughs) TMNT. <laughs> yeah. Uh so one more quick uh, one other last detail that they were talking about like in order for you to buy new pokeballs and other related things probably like centers they're called them poke stops and they're little locations scattered all across where around where you are. So it's like a real location? Real location, yeah. So they're going to oh, They're basically really with all the gym shit and with the poke stop shit. Mm. uh, Seems like they're really gonna limit the appeal for this then, because you're not gonna be able to have all these physical locations all over like the U.S. Like I feel like probably get one in the major cities, but you know in the middle of bumfuck Iowa, Mm. are you gonna have a poke stop and a fucking gym? They're probably going to have some sort of algorithm within the game that no matter where you are, maybe at 200 feet away near a tree or something. within a radius. Yeah, there'll be a poke stop. It it probably has some sort of... So it's not a physical place. No, it's not a physical place. It's like a... A store. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just a blip on the map. Okay, that's less so then. Yeah. So... still not sure how the gym thing works, though. Yeah. So, is it organized or is it just like a designated space where you go and meet people? Can, or? No. Can we get together and form a gym? No, you have it's you pick from three let me make sure this is right. Uh three different types of gyms. So it's grouping. Grouping it all like that. Okay. So, yeah. So like kinda mm. like a World of Warcraft where you choose what race you want to be in the very beginning. It's like that kind of thing. A black guy. A black said gym. Joe. Black Jim. Only black Jim. Mm. So, I mean, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, so this does excite me to some extent, but there's still so many questions that I need to have answered first. It's just, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I will definitely try. Marcus, PSP. Yeah. Take a drink. Uh, let's see, we got last article here. We got, we got, we got, we got, we got. Come on, open, 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 open. Polygon. Valve share Steam controller CAD files for players to redesign to their heart's content so they can modify the controller. Now, who gives a shit? Yeah, so, nor did, I mean, uh, I mean, they gave... Interested in that little trackpad, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm kind of meh on this Steam controller. I haven't gotten a chance to try it yet, but... Uh, it, uh, it looks weird. I mean, some of my, some of my friends who do have it said that it works. You, it really takes some getting used to with, um, with with the games. You can change and tweak a lot of the settings to make it work with the game, but if the game isn't built for it to begin with, it takes a lot of tweaking in order for it to feel right. Yeah. So you live in an area where there's white people. Is why. I never met nobody who had no goddamn Steam controller. I don't know why the race is a factor, but okay. Uh, He's talking about rich people. Oh, well, yeah, that that probably. Um, Yeah, I mean, even if you do start... Race is always a factor, Joe. (laughs) Especially in this day and age, I suppose. 
Uh, it's just below the surface of everything. Yeah. Let me think. Uh, so this the CAD thing, even if people do make their own <laughs> custom controllers, how how are you going to... you got to have like a 3D printer or something. How, how are you actually going to ship the... I don't know. It's, I, I like... Actually, wait, I thought... I thought, like, uh, in the case of that D-pad, maybe aspects of that trackpad, there was some, like, weird magnetic element that would let it simulate different kinds of controllers. I thought this is what they were going at here. No, they are. That's exactly what it is. But this is all this, um, uh, what this article is talking about is basically they're giving you, like, the designs of the controller itself, like the physical designs of the controller. So you can change the mold, you know, the, the casing, pretty much. You can change... How things are positioned, uh, well, this stuff is, like this that. Going to be more for like uh, modders and shit yeah, like that. Though there is yeah. maybe it's maybe for some even richer to it. white people. I, <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to like make like a custom Steam controller for a specific thing. I think like the real joy in this is having like a controller that kind of like caters to whatever game you play. Yeah, like it's yeah, probably I mean, the better, the more interesting element. Yeah, I mean, like the um, just get it right. I mean, it's nice of Valve to do this. Yeah, but Mike, yeah. Mike kind of has a point. You got to have a three D printer. There's all this stuff you got to have to actually make this work, and it's expensive. Everything to actually make this work well, you got to spend a truckload of money. Up, it's fifty bucks right off the bat, right? Yeah, and then let's just say you finally have everything you need, and you've made this awesome new design for the controller. Well, apparently, uh. Valve is saying that if you do get to that point, that you need to contact us if, before you start trying to sell it. So you can only go as far as just designing it. You can't actually sell it yourself. You actually have to work with them yes. first. So why? Because they want money. Why else? Because it's their. Does Mad Cats have to pay Sony for their shitty controllers? Do they? I don't know. Uh, they probably paid them at one point. Who knows? So, it's a nice idea. I love how open Valve is, but this isn't very easy for everyone to do. Almost no one will be able to do this unless you have lots of money. All right. Money, 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 money. There you go. Sing it, brother. Sing it. All right. That's it. Article's done. News go bye-bye. Lionel, topic time. Uh, We're talking about arcades. Yeah, Who you, the uh... fuck is Lionel? Ubakabalapa. You, you know what? Screw Lionel, screw Jeffer Cables. You can all call me Big Daddy Kane for right now. Oh, that's spicy. Eat a dick. That's not you. Yeah. Uh, you can call me Common Rider Darkness. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can just call me Darkness for short. Darky. I'll call you Darky. You can call me Darky, but only you, Joe. <laughs> Colored fella. No, man, that's racist. You call him Darky. Yeah. No, 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 Joe. Only you. That's right. He calls me Darkness. Only I can say it, because I'm... Uh, anyway. Yeah, you're special, Joe. <laughs> I like um, Yeah, we're talking about arcades, and the off chance that there's some whippersnappers listening to this that don't... Arcades are... Back then, you had to go to a specific place to play your video games. Everybody knows what arcades are. Bulky, unwieldy, but they were fun as shit. And uh, let's uh, open this up with a favorite arcade game. 
Mike, start with you. Man, I don't know. It's probably Tekken 2. I played a lot of that when I was a baby. Uh, At Scandia. Scandia was the shit. They had fucking four linked Daytona USA machines. Yeah. That was great. It was just great. Mm -hmm. Um, That was just perfection. I loved the Star Wars arcade thing, even though it actually wasn't that great. It was just because it was Star Wars. And it looked good. Yeah, yeah. You could lightsaber fight Darth Vader and shit. And Um, then Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, I was really big on Star Wars pinball. (laughs) That was a big deal with me. Um, Oh, I think my my favorite ever was well, Time Crisis was big with me, and the Silent Scope. Oh, I love yeah. those. But uh, my favorite ever, if you could find the right machine that would work properly, was uh, Afterburner. Oh God! Favorite. Did you ever get to play it in the chair? Yeah, yeah, a couple times. But yeah, it's it funny was, shit. It was tight, man. The whole thing moved. You're, it's a, it's a, uh, what do you call that type of perspective? Like Star Fox. Third person? Yeah. Mm, sort of. Third person flight mm. action game. And yeah. you, you get in this cockpit and you got your little fucking pilot stick and you shoot your missiles and your guns and you fucking and the whole the whole machine that you were sitting in would move like side to side and forward and back and shit it was just the full experience it was the best thing ever Uh, it was it helps that that game is just batshit insanity too yeah sounds fun it is no, it's just shit flying all over the place. But, uh, uh, Joe, what's your uh, favorite arcade game? I was so bad at it, but it would definitely have to be Metal Slug. Um, it was, That's a I, good one. I remember wasting lots of money in that game because I would just keep dying on the first fucking level because I just couldn't get past it because it was so hard. But it was just it was fun. I mean, it just wasted a lot of time on there, wasted a lot of money on there, but... That's the only one I could. I never really played any of the racing games, uh, except Initial D. That was really I enjoyed that. The Initial D racing game was always quite fun. And my profuse begging, probably. <laughs> um, Joe, you gotta play it with me. <laughs> the fighting games, I never went near any of those because I would just get the crap beaten out of me all the time. I was really, I'm really bad Man. at fighting games. So, but um, Man. I remember Tekken Tag. We're playing against these two guys, actually in Emeryville, near where I live now. That arcade is gone now. But uh, when the first Tekken Tag hit, I was playing against these two older guys, and they were fucking on some serious dork shit. Like, they would tag, and then they would actually tag. Like, they would switch. Oh, wow. Only two joysticks. Awesome. <laughs> It was the fucking stupidest nerdy shit. (laughs) Uh, 
I'm down. So, speaking of tag teaming, one thing uh, I really enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I, <coughs> excuse me. One thing I really enjoyed watching uh, was DDR when that was really big. Watching people swap each other out is crazy. Uh, I got a story. Uh, one of the like, because I was just trying to think of noteworthy arcade experiences for myself, and um, one of them was basically playing that uh, X Men arcade game on a uh, machine that had been unlocked unlocked in the sense that you didn't need to put money in it. It was just free to go. Mm. It was free to go because it was right next to the DDR machine at, uh, or maybe multiple DDR machines set up at Scandia for a DDR tournament, which I attended with a friend and it would be bad enough. Well, it's not bad. There's nothing to be ashamed of, but, uh, it would be enough if I participated, (laughs) but I didn't. Me and my friend went to that DDR tournament as fans of these DDR players. Oh, wow. And one of the highlight was like, uh, Andrew. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, one of the highlights was playing X-Men with our then DDR idol guy who went by the name Hyperbroken. Hyperbroken. The fact that there were DDR idols, just, I love it. (laughs) That's That's a thing. it was a, it was a, a interesting experience. A lot of fun. <laughs> you met a gaming celebrity. <laughs> you did. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. But some of those DDR people, if you you watch the YouTube videos, they they took that shit seriously. I mean, it's just, oh yeah, specifically like the people in the freestyle competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Making bank on that shit. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That was good. DDR was great. Mike, you mentioned Time Crisis, and it's funny. Like, I think Time Crisis may have been my first, like, Uncanny Valley experience because uh, I think I was on a trip with my uh, family to Reno, and they, they kind of deposited me at the arcade to go gamble with, like, a shit ton of quarters. And the first thing I gravitate towards is the Time Crisis machine, mainly due to the shape of the gun, and I'm looking at the cutscenes and the... I'm actually kind of afraid to play it because it looks simultaneously like creepy and just a little too real. <laughs> That's <laughs> where graphics that, were at times. For those that don't know, if you look at Time Crisis graphics now, they look uh, like dog shit. <laughs> well, not they like look dog like shit. Uh, they look like cartoons. <laughs> cartoon puppets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with like, like without like um, articulated mouths, so they just kind of nod their heads anytime they're talking, or fingers probably, maybe. There's no like, um, yeah, articulated fingers. There's just just like massive hands. Yeah. Wild um, dog. Be my guest and let me entertain you. Yeah, man. Ah, I, was, I had so much fun when I got that on PS One. But um, well, I still have that game. Were two big things about that game, specifically in the arcade. The bigger one was the use of the pedal, so you could basically take cover. Up until that point, most of shooting games had you uh, 
you basically either had to shoot everything before it started firing, or there was some weird element where you'd have to shoot projectiles being shot at you out of the air. So this was maybe the most uh, realistic arcade shooter, and um, yeah. had that sort of dynamic element to it, of taking cover. And the slide... Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to mention is that, like, there was basically, like, I don't know what you call it. There, there's, like, action on the uh, slide of the gun. Yeah. Like, it would actually move when you pulled the trigger. And yeah. It wasn't much, but it just felt badass. Yeah. It's so it's the coolest thing ever, and that's the sad thing is, you know, sometimes you'd find it afterburner machine where the thing was broken or it would just be like a plain Jane version where it didn't actually even have that or mm. the best thing for me ever was when I would see time crisis machines that even worse than the slow working was uh, them just having like been broken replaced with yeah the fucking area 51 guns shit sucked yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was always a disappointing. It was always disappointing that smaller mm. element, or even to a lesser extent, like the House of the Dead machines. I like the fact that their guns were actually shaped like big ass revolvers. Yeah. So, again, when you had that little area, that dinky little Area Fifty One guns. Um, that being said, I think Area 51 is the only game I played where I drew a crowd. Really? <laughs> Whoa. The crowd was small. It was only because I, like, uh, put a dollar in it and was, like, dual-wielding the guns. <laughs> ah. <laughs> we got a fucking badass over here. <laughs> I was playing pretty well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How many people did you get around you? Uh, Four. Four. Eh. Mm. Not good. It's like that's groupy size. Not bad. I don't know if I've ever had a crowd. Maybe for like Tekken or something. Mm. <laughs> that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Four people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of my arcade experiences were like a it's a, a mix of fighting games, shooters, and. Uh, Occasional racing games, um, mostly uh, Initial D. There was like occasionally Daytona USA, or anytime they had like a big like set of like four or more cars lined up, I'd mess around with those. Yeah, man, Cruising USA. Ooh, that's another one. You show up and you hope for Daytona, but then you know it's Cruising USA. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll settle for cruising. Uh, I remember at one point, me and my cousin us. Uh, sat down in the machine and there was like 17 credits on the thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're doing for the next half hour. (laughs) Damn, Cruising USA fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I liked, uh, wait, you know what what my my driving game was before Initial D? San Francisco Rush. Ah. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, it's like the recent game with the Edge. Remember, you you are the woman. Oh man, there's there's this one where where uh, God, this is this. It was like a 16 bit game, maybe 30 no 16 bit, but 
it was it was like a driving game, but it was like a buddy cop thing where you, wild. you would sit, huh? It was lucky and wild where yeah oh, there was yeah, like a, yeah. and then you there was guns yeah guns. yeah so you yeah. drive and shoot and your buddy could be in there and shoot too that's great the, it feels like lethal weapon yeah I think that was what it was trying to play on yeah it was pretty cool yeah god damn it's so much good and the fucking uh what's the outrun what's the one with the motor where you could sit on the mode. Yeah, it was outright. Lean to turn and stuff. Motherfucking Yu Suzuki at it again. Yeah. Goddamn, the skateboarding one. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fun. Um, I played a surfing version of it. Yeah, I I think there's a snowboarding version too. Damn. Yeah, I remember there was like a skiing game I tried a couple times, and it did. It, it, oh yeah, but like fresh ass butt. <laughs> I remember this is way back in the day. I'm not even sure if these games exist. I couldn't find it on the internet. But it was this old boxing game, and it kind of had like um, like the wireframe setup for your character. It was, it was meant to be sort of a POV thing, but um, mm. the control. They were like these joysticks, except there were like weird cups around them. So they're kind of like. You basically, it, they were like cupped like that and like had indents for your fingers so you could put your hands in it like a fist. And you would maneuver the two joysticks, kind of like pull a little punch control in a fight night. Yeah. And just like punch at this uh, guy in front of you via the wireframe man and I wish I could remember the name of the game but I used to play that shit all the time and I'm amazed at how durable those machines were cause like me and other little kids drunk adults would annihilate those things <laughs> man we just don't get this shit anymore yeah like Silent Scope was always a favorite. I think I uh, recounted a police 911 story on a previous episode. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Dodge and Matrix around bullets. One of the greatest injustices of this world is that never got brought to home consoles. Not even with the fucking Move, not with the Wii, not with fucking Connect. Nothing. Like, Why? It even got a sequel in the arcades, I think. But still, yeah, we never. A failure. Um, Silent Scopes one and two were awesome. I got beat. One, yeah, I beat both of them. But uh, the third one was this like weird. They tried to make this weird attempt at going back to realism, and it just ended up being hot ass clown shoes melting into the floor. So. <laughs> Hopefully they bring it back better, or maybe maybe I don't know with like all the shit they're doing with the consoles now. Maybe they can do a that doesn't hurt your brain. Mm. Yeah, I remember when I rented Silent Scope on PS2, 
and tried to play it. It actually, something about the way it flashed or something, or, or something about it actually hurt my eyes and I couldn't play it. Whoa. It's the only game I've ever had that problem with. Damn. It like made my eyes water. Oof. That's not. Um, can either one of you remember your either your first uh, experience in an arcade or maybe recount the earliest game you remember playing? Hmm. Uh, I've talked about it before. I think it might have been uh, the first Tekken at a comic shop uh, in, I think, El Sobrante, uh down the street from Brown Table and Taco Bell. I don't know if they're still there, but uh, yeah, or maybe it was Hercules. But yeah, it was a comic shop there and they had Tekken and I liked it because there was a guy that looked like Bruce Lee and you could play as him. <laughs> yep. That's good. Uh, what about you, Joe? Uh, it's always really hard for me to think that far back, but I think it was Golden Axe. I think it was Golden Axe. Uh, yeah, because that's. that's I don't, good. Yeah, I don't know if it was the very first game, but it's definitely that's as far back as I can remember. I remember playing. Yeah, it was, it was probably Golden Axe. I didn't play it for very long, but <laughs> I remember. That being one of my earliest experiences in an arcade. I remember my, uh, the earliest one I can remember. I'm not sure if it is the earliest because the earliest might be like instances of playing Street Fighter at 7 Eleven. But, um, the earliest I can remember was, uh, being put in front of a, a shooting game called Lethal Enforcers. Hmm. <laughs> It was basically like a sort of like shooting on rails kind of shooting gallery type thing with live action actors. And you would get an automatic game over if you tried to shoot when you were supposed to reload and reloading required you to shoot off screen. That was how I like game over. I remember walking away from that machine mad. (laughs) Whoa. I remember a lot of games like that when they were like it was like the weird shooters with the uh, live action cutscenes and uh, like Mad Dog McGee and uh, I want to say there's one more big one like oh like there was a one machine I played back in the day it was like cops like a cops like being like the actual show and there was like not only a driving system but a gun. And you'd switch off between the two. Hmm. Maybe it was Rampage. Oh, Rampage? Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Eating people. When I saw that for the first time, I was like, holy shit. That monkey is eating people. And they were screaming. I was like... It's raw. It is, man. It was just... I mean, you could hear them, like, crunching. Oh, it's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, one more question. Uh, any of you guys managed to beat any games in the arcade? Oh, God, no. No. I would always just get frustrated and just, after a couple dollars, be like, I'm done. This is it. I have no more money. I have, I'm still stuck on the first goddamn level. I'm, I'm done. No more money for you. So, Mike, were there any arcade games you managed to beat in the arcade? 
Tekken. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I mean, the whole thing is you had just have enough quarters. Right. <laughs> I used to, that's how I would keep track of my skill level. I knew I was getting it good at Tekken when I could keep it, uh, beat the whole thing in under like one or two dollars. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was a time probably where I would have to sit down with like 20 or 10. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, Joe, did you ever beat any arcade machines? Actually, I, I told Arnold before, but then he just made me think of one. Mortal Kombat. I beat the first Mortal Kombat. I remember that. I remember nice. doing that. I remember doing. I remember figuring out after dying many times that uh, I had to do the high jump kick, and that would beat the um. God, what's his name? Goro. His Goro. Name? Yeah, and that would beat him. And then after that, yeah, that was the only game I've ever beaten in the in, in the arcade. That was hard. Uh, that was great, who'd though. you beat it with? <clears throat> Johnny Cage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Johnny okay. Cage. I was hoping it would be Tuxedo. Tuxedo. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> so true. I'm telling you, man. That's what I kept hearing. That's what they kept saying. I'm not crazy. That's what they kept saying. Tuxedo every time. Who is that again? Every time. Sub-Zero. Every time. Oh, yeah. They would say Tuxedo. Did you Go back and listen. That's what they're saying. He says Sub-Zero. No. Well, maybe it's just really badly said, but it was... I kept hearing Tuxedo. <laughs> that name is so amazing. That's what I heard. Every but, uh, it like a Nickelodeon character. Tuxedo. It does. Um, in regards to games beaten in the arcade, um, I mentioned Silent Scope. Mm. Silent Scope 2. Those, those took a bit of doing. Police 911 was a recent one. Again, took a bit of quarters. Um, however, Soul Edge was one I got to the point where I could beat it on a single quarter, mm. consistent, using Siegfried. Mm. That's why it's, uh, my main. Um, another one not as consistent, but fairly consistent, was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. I think if I had Terry Bogart and anyone I could use... Halfway decent. A Marvel versus Capcom? Not Marvel. Sorry, SNK versus Capcom. Blech. Oh, okay. Um, though, no, though Marvel versus Capcom, I got close. I could consistently get to onslaught, hmm. but not necessarily beat him every time. Yeah, I played the shit out of that on PS One. Um. I oh man, you know what the coolest feeling ever was, like meeting a random stranger and all of a sudden they were your time crisis too, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, getting super far and like you know helping each other out with quarters and shit. Yep, man, it was just like <laughs> it would every new stage that you could beat it would just like blow your dick off. You'd be like, damn, we did it. All right, what's next? <laughs> I remember having a moment like that, like being real little. We were like, we're both like real little kids. So we're like, 
it's it's crunch time. We're both looking around, hoping one of our mothers will show up with quarters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I remember fucking like playing Tekken, and the you lose, and then the countdown starts, and you gotta run to find your mom. I need quarters now. It's the countdown. Yeah, just give me one. It'll reset the countdown, and then I need more. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite arcade game, but like one I have like a lot of fond memories of, specifically the machine in the Circus Circus in Reno. I think it's Reno. It's... um. Darkstalker, well, it's Night Warriors, Darkstalker's Revenge. Basically, Darkstalker's 2. You know, talk about games like blowing your dick off with, like, just in regards to the, like, animation, the speed, the fluidity, and just the response time. Just everything about that game was amazing. And where I was, there was, like, no shortage of people who were willing to play against you, so... It was always fun. I was always like messing with different characters, and I, I just—that's just a game I want to see come back so hard. Yeah, I remember playing Virtua Fighter and being—that uh, blew my dick off as a little kid. I was just like, "Oh my god, it's 3D, and they're 3D guys, and they punch in 3D." It's crazy, and I would draw like blocky ass dudes, uh, mm. and I didn't remember the name. I thought it was called Block Fighter because they were so blocky. Yeah, but, you know, that made a big impression on me. It was, you know, people starting out gaming now aren't gonna know. They're not gonna see all the steps. Mm. Well, a lot of them go back. Like my brother went back for some reason. I didn't. Uh, I guess he's just interested, but uh, yeah, yeah. We're we got to see a lot. We got to see two D to jump to three D, and then all these big ass refinements to three D. Whereas now it's we're getting pretty close to the valley, where it's not going to make much of a difference. But arcades were the frontier where you would see that shit first. Mm-hmm. I miss that. You Me know. too. They've pretty much just died off completely around where I am. They used to, theaters used to be the only place where they really existed, but now they don't even really exist there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you still find them in like uh, the Nevada area alongside the uh, the hotel casino setups. Um, some areas, some bigger areas like downtown areas will have arcades, but they're usually like a Gameworks or a Dave & Buster's. A Gameworks is more legit. A Dave & Buster's is usually more like tickets and all that other stuff. Mm. Um, oddly enough, there's a store near where I am. I talked about it in the previous episode called Another Castle Games, and they've actually got arcade. I think they actually have a barcade <laughs> yeah. yeah, but when when I was there, the bar wasn't open. Yeah. yeah. Last time I went to the movie theaters uh, a couple of weeks ago to see uh, Deadpool with my mom um, at Century Sixteen in Helltop. They have one, 
the Starcade, it's still there. Uh, a lot nice. of theaters in the Bay still, still have them, but they're kind of... Mm. It's all weird shit. Like, like, I went and saw... I can't remember what I went and saw with my friend out in, like, Daly City, but they have this weird, like, Batman racing game. Oh, yeah, you, like, you, you drive the various Batmobiles. Yeah, it was I saw that. It's, it's Take a drink. A lot of weird shit. Hmm. So yeah, it's namely like the big peripherals and stuff like that now, since so much of yeah. the other things replicated, if not done better at home. Yeah. Hmm. So Dave and Buster's really does feel like you're the old school arcade where it's really loud and there's lots of crazy lots of activity and people walking around tickets coming out and all these machines and different i mean that that every time i go in there i really do get that nice old school arcade feel the only problem is that like 70 uh, percent of the games in there are basically just stupid ports of mobile games and it's just it's <laughs> yeah. so dumb yeah i'm noticing that because what like when I was out in Reno, uh, like like a week ago, like like there wasn't a whole lot of like games that weren't just aimed towards kids. But one of the few I saw was straight up. What was that tablet game I played? Fruity, uh, Infinity Fru- Blade. Oh, Infinity Blade. That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was straight up Infinity Blade in the arcade. I'm like, what the what? Yeah, and, and Fruity. God. And Fruit Ninja is another one they have in there too. I saw that one there too. Yeah, it's a huge, huge touchscreen. You're just swiping, and then they have another one. What's that? That other game? I saw that one where it's like you got like the weird jetpack. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, just jetpack joyride. And it's also the other one too, where you're, you're, it's all vertical, and you're kind of you keep jumping up and up and up. It's just that I was like, come on, this Mm. is this what's happening, really? But I guess that's what that's what the kids nowadays are coming up with i mean i, I, I mean that's the thing they see and get hyped for i guess uh, yeah that's uh, what the marketing thinks that they want it's like oh let's just put the mobile game in the arcade machine and they'll play it uh, yeah i mean uh, then they had um mario kart they had a special version of mario kart i'm a huge fan of mario kart so i was incredibly excited uh in you you could jump on the you can ride the go, the go kart and but the game was just so shitty it was so bad oh, and, and what, they handicapped everything and what made it even worse was that they had it set up so that you basically didn't even really have to drive the thing if you turned the wheel one direction if they saw there was an obstacle coming they would automatically turn the wheel the other direction so it was like oh jeez so it was like what <laughs> where's the, the skill yeah it, it sounds was, like a game for babies it, that a 30 year old black man was playing <laughs> well that's in the public well that's the thing i didn't know it was gonna do all that i thought it was gonna be uh, this awesome cool highly customized uh, specialized version of mario kart just for the arcade and no it was the complete opposite it was just uh, i like bro. the idea of joe playing mario kart in a... yeah i would <laughs> It just—I uh, was so disappointed, man. I was so disappointed. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. They're what are they doing? They, Dave and Buster's. I get it, Dave and Buster's, but please stop it. It's just. Yeah. Eh. Uh. Oh well, that's how they make the monies. It's worth yeah. I guess. <laughs> oh well. I really. Want- the silent scope right now. I just want, like, if I were to get rich, 
I would want a, like a silent scope to like dual machine setup in a yeah. room in my house. And what, that was always my goal to have. I wanted Time Crisis and Tekken arcade cabinets. Mm. Yeah. I think I'd want silent scope. Boy, hey, hey, okay, let's finish it up with this. You get you get a room in your house to make your arcade, your own very own arcade. You get let's say five machines. What do you put in there, Joe? Uh, which you mean which machines I'd want? Like which games? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Uh, even though I'm so bad at it, I'd still put Metal Slug in there. I love that game. That game is so much fun. Now, with that, you can cheat, because remember, the Neo Geo machines would put multiple games in there. Oh, yeah, they, they would, wouldn't they? Um, so you put multiple games in that one Neo Geo thing, like at least four. I think four would fit in there. I put that one in. I put the X-Men fighting game in there. I love that game. That game was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Um, does an air hockey table count? <laughs> thing was fun. Uh, we'll allow it because <laughs> that right. was another our aspect of the arcade, much like pinball. Yeah, mm. that shit was good. Ski ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, Mortal Kombat in there because I just had good memories with that. So I have two more, two more mm-hmm. left. Initial D, of course, definitely. That was the only racing game I was actually good at. Uh, and Crazy Taxi because that's just pure okay. fun. They just go around doing random shit. That was great. Uh, what about you, Mike? Mm, Afterburner, Star Wars, Pinball. Uh, Tekken 7, why not? Uh, let's see. I don't know what else I would pick. Let's see. Uh, Maybe that Star Wars arcade thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, fucking, I don't know. Maybe, uh, oh, wait. No, not the Star Wars arcade thing. Time Crisis 2. Nice. And probably, uh, uh, I mean, the initial D game was fun. I feel like I got to round it out with the racing game. Mm. Daytona USA was cool, but it was it's very limited. Mm. In what way? It's just there's only like three or four tracks. Oh, <laughs> the actual track. It's very basic. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. Mm. So I think if I could put an arcade in my house, I'd have to get the old Darkstalkers, uh, Night Warriors game in there um i gotta have uh well afterburners just so much fun uh initial d uh silent scope and here's the part where i cheat i get the neo geo machine in there and i'm gonna put king of fighters 98 on there Mm. fatal fury real bout special uh, Metal Slug and 
across swords. Damn, you are set. <laughs> you are going nowhere. You are not leaving that house. Wait, 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 no. Uh, replace cross swords with Raiden. Or Raiden, whatever. Oh, whatever, man. I need a top pants. Raiden was good. Yeah, you gotta have a top-down shooter in an arcade. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it, I should have put Captain America and the Avengers in there. Game was difficult. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. God, so many good games. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The problem with this is just, if I ever get the money to do this, then you gotta worry about upkeep. Ah, yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot a pinball machine. Oh, God. I think I may have to get rid of one of the shooters. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, but I think upkeep might be easier if you don't have, you know, all kinds of different people coming in to bang on those machines and destroy yeah. your joysticks. Yeah. That's Because that was the worst shit when I, you know, jump in to fight someone on Tekken and then fucking one of the kick buttons doesn't work. Oh. Throws everything off. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Wait, wait. I remember. Um, weren't we? Uh, we were sitting there waiting to get at like the Tekken Six machine in some arcade in uh, the city, mm. and like right as it looks like we're gonna, one of us is gonna get a spot. This guy like yanks the thing, and the top of the stick goes flying off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that something like that. And either one or both of us just walk away in disgust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Metreon, man. Yeah. They ain't got shit there now. They got a fucking target. Wow. <laughs> uh. hmm. Yep. arcades and boy do we miss them joe yep want to do recommendations now all right let's do it since you spoke mike whoever something whoever (laughs) set off the smoke i played something today oh yeah yesterday i played something that wasn't skate this week (laughs) and it was called futurama Something or other. Oh. Uh, it's basically a Candy Crush clone, but with Futurama. Uh, it's got the, some cute dialogue. The animation's cool. It all looks exactly like Futurama. No voice acting. It's got the music. Basically, it's like Candy Crush, but with drones. Mm. And you like swipe the drones, and then they make things that shoot lasers and shit. It's just Candy Crush, basically. That's <laughs> what my life is. What is Bender doing in it? He's sitting in a chair. Alright, that's all I need. Telling you to bite his shiny metal ass. I loves me some Bender. How about Fry? Is he like... The... He's also sitting in a chair. Ah. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Mm. Well, Futurama was always great. Even, yeah. Eh, I guess just in this way, it's just a shameless 
<laughs> reskinning. It sounds in. like that's what it sounds like. Get that money. Yeah. I mean, it's well put together, but it okay. is like, yeah. Uh, if you, you know, on the surface level, it's Candy Crush. Excuse me. Mm. If only they would have done the voices, that would have been great. That would have made it special. I would have. Yeah. I would have loved that. And that would have shot the budget up. Something mm-hmm. fierce. Yeah. Yeah. King's not willing to do that. Uh, all right, Lionel. How about you? Hey, Joe. Yeah. Have you played Valley? No, I haven't. That's that mobile. What Valley? Stardew Valley. It's the um, Harvest Moon clone on uh, Steam. Think about buying it. Uh, you should. Is it, I should. Okay, because I, I do like Harvest Moon. It's fucking. It's fucking good. I was actually. I'm. I'm curious because you've played a lot more Harvest Moon than I have. I want to. Kind of want to know how much of like what they're doing in there is just like. Uh, adapting of Harvest Moon mechanics and how much of this are actually improvements. Because uh, most of my experience with Harvest Moon, if not all of it, is in uh, Friends of Mineral Town. Uh, yeah. I've but pl- there's some interesting elements in this one. Yeah, I played a whole bunch of different Harvest Moon games. I think I played uh like seven of them or so so yeah i yeah and what's great about this is that it's made by one guy i mean he did the programming art everything and he's like a harvest moon super fan so that yeah i gotta yeah yeah so i can i can tell but like some interesting like i remember in uh friends of mineral town the fishing just amounted to hitting the button when the question mark showed question mark the exclamation point showed up whereas there's actually a little mini game which uh, at first is frustrating, becomes addictive. Um, crops are a little... I don't, I'm not sure if they're all that different, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but, you know, you can make some good money farming. There's a reason to explore, interact with all the citizens. You know, all the usual Harvest Moon stuff. It's just um, streamlined and... Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Streamlined and uh, made easier to use on a mouse and keyboard. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I got. I should check that out. How much is it? Is it cheap? Hopefully. Uh, I want to say it's in the fifteen. Fifteen at the most. Okay, that's not too bad. I want to say I got it for ten. Oh, was wait, was there a sale? I can't remember. Oh, you're okay. You're just saying you don't know. All right, gotcha. I will definitely. I do want to check that out. Uh, hopefully, they have a. It's for both Windows and Mac, or else I won't be able to play. But ooh, I guess I'll have to check it out. Cool. Uh, so I haven't really been playing anything, but since we've been talking a bit about Pokemon stuff, it made me think about uh, one of my favorite Pokemon games that is very much underrated. It's called Pokemon Conquest. It was a spinoff. It was basically... What if like Final Fantasy Tactics made sweet love to Pokemon? That's pretty much what you get. So basically, it's a tactical RPG where you can like use. You have a bunch of units, and all those units are your your like Bulbasaur and Charmander and all those other Pokemon. And it takes place it, it takes place in the time of the samurai and all that kind of stuff. So it's really it's really fun, and you're going against other rival nations and 
it's pretty awesome. But each uh, battle, I mean, it's really hardcore with it. I mean, it was a uh, developers, the Pokemon Company and Tecmo were working together to make this game. So it's each battle usually will take about thirty to forty minutes. It's really hardcore. So if you're into Pokemon and you like tactical RPGs, highly recommend it. It came out in 2012 for the uh, for the DS. So worth a look if you like Pokemon and that sort of gameplay. Pokemon. Uh, yep. If you're not into it, I would, if you're not into those type of games and you do not have patience, you must have patience with this game. You will not like it. I mean, you will actually hate it a lot. Mm-hmm. You got to have a lot of patience. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Before we get to final thoughts, <laughs> sniff, sniff. Uh, Mike, where can they find your show? What did you just sniff? Uh, I have a runny nose. Um, you can find my show at Hyper Nineties on Twitter. Spell it the nineties. Uh, yeah, we're on Facebook, SoundCloud. Subscribe and like to that shit. Comment, like, share, etc. Uh, Twitter, Hey Listen Radio. Uh, and our website, HeyListenRadio.com. Lionel, how about you, man? Where can they find your stuff? Uh, old Taku Connection on all those same places. And the odd chance you want to talk to me and uh, cheer me up for my many failures, you can um, interact with me on the Twitters at uh, Old Taku Connect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our, uh, and, to, and to find out and to follow this particular show or the show, go to NAGP Returns on Twitter. To get more gaming news and other stuff, I've been doing a lot of anime-related stuff lately. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about Twitter bombing you last night. Uh, no, I'm okay with the bombings. Your responses were good. I went off. I went off on a bit of a tangent there, especially with the wife who went. All right. Uh, All right. Let's end this bad boy. Uh, final thoughts, Lionel. Give us, give us something, something special. Nintendo cocks out of asses. That is all. Hmm. Uh, oh my God, what's your name, Mike? Jesus Christ, Mike. What's your final thoughts. Gary Shanling, R.I.P. He shall be missed. Much Indeed. love. Cool. That's it. Why do I say cool all the time? Uh, all right, uh, that's it. We're done. Over. I I really say a lot of words that really aren't relevant anymore. Uh, Yeah. You talk like a 90s marketing guy. I I really, uh, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. 